On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Justin Garcia. All right, certainly an interesting game as the Brewers drop their second consecutive game to the Giants out in San Francisco. The balk, was it actually a balk? That's what decided the game, and really a shame, a pitching duel for another game where Eric Lauer was really dominant for the Brewers. Seven innings tonight, the most he's logged in an individual outing this season. Just over 100 pitches, he was cruising, so was Alex Cobb. You got some timely hitting from the Giants, and you thought maybe a late rally from the Brewers, but it ultimately boils down to the balk as the San Francisco Giants take their second straight against the Brewers out in the Bay Area. I'm Justin Garcia. It's Brewers Extra Innings here with you tonight until 10.30 to break this one down. If you want to get in touch with us on the program, 855-616-1620 is that number to do so. Another game where your pitching was more than enough, but it's the offense that just couldn't drum up enough. And where would they be had it not been for that Hunter Renfro double late in the game? We'll get through all of that and be joined by Vinny Rotino of Bally Sports Wisconsin after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Renfro hits one towards center field. Back onto the warning track. Spinning around. It's over the head of Slater and off the fence. Renfro digs into second. Now he's headed for third. The relay throw is not in time. Renfro ends up at third base. And the Brewers have the leadoff man 90 feet away representing the tying run. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, a big at-bat there. The Brewers with five hits in this game, just four for the Giants. He had nine total hits, a lot of runners stranded in this game, and just a total of three runs scored as it continues to be a trend for this offense, still trying to find its footing. And after last night's disappointing finish where Josh Hader gives up three home runs in the bottom of the ninth, the Brewers just can't play any runs today, the one run. They can't play enough runs as they drop two straight to the San Francisco Giants, two to one out in San Francisco. Joining us now from Valley Sports, Wisconsin, our good friend Vinny Rotino. And uh, Vinny, you can't mention this game without the balk call. I saw your thoughts of it on uh, <laughs> on Twitter, but how in the world is that call the balk? I, I get that it's subjective and you can't challenge it, but where was he trying to deceive a runner? No, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you saw my thoughts. I, I literally just asked a, a very simple uh, <laughs> uh, thought provoking question. Worst call of the year? Question mark. I mean, that's <laughs> that. I mean, it's certainly against the Brewers. I think that was the worst call of the year because, yeah. He, so right there, the umpire is looking for something to call. And I know that, you know, A.J. Pruszynski was and the, the broadcast play-by-play guy on Fox today was, was just praising how good the strike zone was, and it was. And that umpire has been tremendous in calling balls and strikes. But right there, he's, he's just trying to put his stamp on the game a little bit, is my opinion. Like, you don't have to look for something to call right there and affect the outcome of the game. Let the players decide it. Now, if it was egregious, if he flinched, if he – 
you know, didn't quite get, I, I've seen it where guys try to step off and they can't quite get their, their cleat gets stuck or they get stuck a little bit on the, on the uh, rubber and that gets called. That didn't happen. So if everyone out there wants to know what he actually was calling and what he was looking for, Jundel Gustave actually turned his head just slightly as he's taking his foot off the rubber. And he started turning his head before he started taking his foot off the rubber. And we're talking milliseconds here between when that happened. To me, it could have, with the naked eye, you could have perceived that as all one motion stepping off. And that's just a brutal call. You cannot decide the game right there, especially after – Two teams are just – they're playing well. They're not hitting well, but they're playing well uh, enough to, to let them decide it. It is just really, really frustrating. Yeah, it was an adamant call, too. The way that, yeah. he, that, that the way he was so adamant about it, you would have thought it was an obvious balk. And, you know, we said, you can't challenge this. But were you surprised we didn't see Craig Council come out of the dugout? Yeah, I saw those tweets, too, and that's fair. I think at the end of the day, I, I, I'm not there – uh, to to hear his press conference, um, so I, I'm and I, I want to hear his thoughts on what happened in his mind. I think at the end of the day, if I had to speculate, I would say like, look, he's can't challenge us anyway. Um, and and I think, quite frankly, after last night, I think he's a little shell shocked. For you know, it just like things not going their way, and I think he just thought, well, here's another thing that's not going our way. And plus, if you get if you get thrown out of the game there you know, that kind of swings the momentum back towards the Giants and, and riles the crowd up. And it doesn't really do anything for your club where you need to get out of that. He, Jundel Gustavi did a great job of clearing that and striking out one of the hotter hitters right now for the Giants. He hit that grand slam last night to beat the Brewers So in, in Mike Yastrzemski. So Jundel Gustavi did a great job of clearing that bad call, striking him out, and then um, the Brewers – almost had a chance to to get that rally in the top of the ninth. You mentioned last night, too. I mean, is, is this the case that the All-Star break just cannot come soon enough? When you lose last night the way you did, you lose today on a balk call that now it's, thank, thank God, we just got one game left, and then we get a little bit of a break. Yeah, Justin, I mean, seriously, I think at the end of the day, it was it's crazy. This game is it, this game is crazy. That's why this game is is the best game in the world. Love it because it's like the Brewers were on a path to making the San Francisco Giants sellers at the deadline. Right? I, I, I truly yeah. believe that they had a chance if, to win last night and then have that momentum to go into today and then um, you know have a chance to win the series and then the ninth inning happens. Now all of a sudden, Josh Hader. There's questions whether or not. You know, he's okay. Uh, you know, if, is he going to be okay, like mentally? And where is he at psychologically? Um, then that happened so quick, and then you lose today. So you go from from th- those positive vibes, those, those really good things perhaps happening, to now all of a sudden they lost two in a row. And like you said, can't can't get the all-star break here soon enough. You had so many interesting moments and what felt like it could be game-turning plays or sequences in this game, and uh, certainly one of the big ones that, that people are going to keep coming back to, uh, the strike him out, throw him out, where Jonathan Davis didn't look like he got all that great of a jump. It was a great throw that got him at third, but what did you see on that? Yeah, I think, okay, here's the thing that what fans and people not at the ballpark aren't necessarily going to pick up on. When those shadows are covering the pitcher's mound, and then the batter's eyes bright, it's impossible to see the baseball. The baseball looks very, very dark coming in. Christian Yelich 
um, you know, got struck out. And so I think, and he, he looked like he was not seeing the baseball well in that at bat. And all of a sudden you strike him out, throw him out. Uh, I think, I think Jonathan Davis was trying to get something going. Perhaps there is going to be like an overthrow into left field. That's kind of the idea there that you try and get something going on the bases in fact, we've seen the Giants do that in the series as well, try and just get something going to disrupt you know, the defense because, quite frankly, the Giants' defense has been pretty abysmal all year long. And I think, they were, I think Jonathan Davis was trying to get something going. But to your point, the jump wasn't good enough. You should have probably shut it down. Yeah, and I, I see that too, the, the point you made about him just trying to get something going, that you felt like you were building that, where he steals second, you just got the sack fly from Omar Narvaez, and it feels like, all right, maybe this is the Brewers inning where they can manufacture something and find that offense. Uh, you think it was more the shadows that were coming into play versus Christian Yelich just kind of protecting him? Yeah, he was, Yeah, the shadows, I mean, he got blown away right there by that fastball, and I definitely think like it's very difficult. It, when you stand in the box, and again, when, when the pitcher is dark and the batter's eyes bright, the ball looks so dark, it's very difficult to pick up, and I, I just think that that's what Jonathan Davis was trying to do there. Um, you know, with that said, you know, try and shorten up a little bit perhaps and just put the ball in play, especially with this defense with Christian Yelich. But it is really tough. Hard to nitpick there. Yeah, the Cardinals win earlier today. So just one game separating the Brewers and the Cardinals in the National League Central. And I would assume it's going to remain that way for basically the majority of the season. Neither one of these two teams, barring a big acquisition for the Brewers, you would assume a bat for the Cardinals, a pitcher. But neither one of these two teams seems like they're going to go on a run that runs away with the division. I agree with that, Justin. That's a that's a good just because we've seen how good the pitching is just all around the league. And so that can neutralize that really good lineup for the for the Cardinals. And then as the Brewers pitchers get healthy and, and Freddie Peralta is such a shot in the arm for this team whenever he comes back, not only for his performance, not only because of his stuff not only because he can be totally dominant, shut down other teams, but that infectious personality, that's a, that's a person and a, and a, and a really a leader on your pitching staff and really on your whole team that you need um, to, to just rally around. I mean, that, that really does matter in baseball more than people think. Uh, the offense continuing to struggle. There's a lot to, to get into there. You mentioned uh, the pending return of Freddie Peralta, but it was another gem today from Eric Lauer. And you look at the previous 12 months, the second half of last season, what he's done so far this season. He's an unheralded, under-the-radar guy where you don't realize how good he's been because all the attention that goes, and rightfully so, to Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff at the top of the rotation, even Freddie Peralta, as we mentioned. But Eric Lauer has been right there with the rest of these guys. He has, and what he does really, really well is he just he just pitches to the top of the zone, and they have a and opposing batters, opposing lineups have a really hard time of squaring up the ball against him. Now he didn't have a ton of swing and miss today; only had the four strikeouts, um, where we've seen him totally dominate against the Cubs. He had twenty six swings and misses, ten strikeouts. He's had a bunch of over 10 strikeout games this year. But I think teams are making adjustments against him, and he's making adjustments back. So that is nice to see, important to see. When he gets in trouble, I think we see him kind of fly open and kind of nibble around the zone. Today he did a great job of attacking the zone up, and then he uses those other two off-speed pitches really well off of it. So um, 
I, I think that that's his key. And he's like you said, Justin, it's been 12 months of this um, of Eric Lauer just really being a nice piece more than a nice piece. I mean, it's a six, it's a three six four ERA with a one one six whip. You know, the guys aren't getting on base against them, not getting hits. He doesn't give up hits. That's a, that's the a thing that's so remarkable about him. Eighty one hits and ninety six and a third, and um, it's because he stays off the barrel so well, and because he does get he does get strikeouts too. So um, the one thing that you could probably nitpick about him is the home runs given up. You saw another yeah. one today by Darren Ruff. So he's given up nineteen home runs this year so far, and I think that's a that's a testament of a couple of things, just making mistakes out over the middle of the plate, and then two, other teams making adjustments against them. You saw Darren Ruff really intentionally get on top of that fastball. He knew it was coming. He got it, and that guy really hits lefties. We have we saw him hit a home run against Josh Hader last night, too. Yeah, same thing as, as last night. I was going to say the seven innings pitched today for Lauer is a, a season high from what you've got from him, but he's been Mr. Consistent in that rotation so far uh, for the Brewers this season. I uh, want to touch on a couple other things. Here is Vinny Rotino of Bally Sports Wisconsin joins us. Still time to hear from you as well, 855 616 1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, if you want to join us on Brewers X. Two to one final in San Francisco. The Giants beat the Brewers for the second consecutive game. They wrap up their four game series tomorrow and the first half of the season for that matter. But uh, as we just mentioned, the difference between the Brewers and the Cardinals now down to a game in the Central Division. Still uh, joining us from Valley Sports, Wisconsin, is uh, Vinny Rotino. And uh, Vinny, we, we touched on Eric Lauer and just how consistent he has been for this team. Uh, obviously, it was much of the conversation last night and what you've seen in the month of July from Josh Hader, but what's the recipe for getting him back on track? Is it getting him back out there on the mound, or is it getting some time off and kind of clearing your head from what you've gone through? Yeah, I thought AJ Perzinski had a really good take on that. I thought he, he, you know, originally I thought, hey, just let him have a break before the All Star break. Let's just don't pitch him. Uh, let him have, you know, the seven days off or whatever is for for the All Star break, and then today and tomorrow, six days off before he has to pitch again. But I don't know, maybe get him some good vibes and get him back out on the mound, regardless of the situation, if it's a safe situation or not. Here, here's my take though on Josh Hader. Okay, it's like hard to watch like what has happened, and you just almost feel bad for him because it's like the stuff doesn't look any different. Yeah. Uh, the command is a little bit different, right? He's missing over the middle of the plate. You wonder if teams are keying on pitches, if, if he's tipping. But in the past, he could tip his pitches. You could tell them that a fastball is coming. They still couldn't hit it. That's that's the difference right now. I, I just don't see the finish on, on the pitches. There's a bunch. I mean, 36 outings at this point in the season. Um, I think that number's high. But it, it's, um, it's a matter of like, you know, at this point, just get him back to getting getting him some confidence. Although, I, I don't know if he's a guy that ever loses confidence, right? Yeah. I see I've, we've seen him struggle at times. Thirty three appearances so far this season, one and one half. That's a lot. So um, we've seen him struggle in the past when he was going multiple innings, and then the velos would go, come down, and then he would give up some home runs. That's kind of what we're seeing from him right now. 
Um, I don't know. It's almost like a, a little bit of a Christian Yelich situation where when people ask me, like, how does he get back on track? It's like, you know, at this point, I don't know. I don't think Josh Hader will get back on track. I think he will be totally fine. His stuff is too good. Well, you mentioned Christian Yelich as we talked about the offense again with their struggles and scoring just one run today. But guys like Christian Yelich and Rowdy Telez, we talked about it at the top here, uh, how close the central is and what the Cardinals would obviously be seeking is pitching. What the Brewers would be looking for is a middle-of-the-order bat. I just don't know who's out there. That Does it just boil down to, look, the second half is all about guys doing what we expect them to do. If we can get that, then it's a much different story here. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Justin. I, I don't know if there's an answer out there on the trade market because it, they already have a log jam, especially at DH. Uh, you know, So it's like... Where do you fill a guy guest center field? There's not many options out there. I don't think Andrew Benatendi can play center field. Um, Ramon Lariano's a name, but is he going to give you that much better pr- production than a Tyrone Taylor once he's healthy? So I think you get, I think if the guys start performing like they, like we know that they can perform. I mean, Willie Thomas has 18 home runs. We know that he's capable of getting hot. He's hitting 220 or, or under 220 at this point in the season. You get him back to getting hot. I think there's a little bit of a situation where he gets that barrel. Just his swing starts to get long at times. I think it's a timing thing. He'll figure that out. Then you get Rowdy swinging it, and then you got to have Hunter Renfro stay healthy. Um, I think he's been a pretty consistent contributor, especially when he gets going, gets that rhythm going. So when you get all those guys going at the same time, this team can score runs. They've proven to do so. Um, just need to get everybody in the lineup at the same time, and then you just need to get them a little bit better rhythm um, with how they're how they're performing. Yeah, the Hunter Renfro double on a ball misplayed by Austin Slater, plating the only run today for the Brewers in this uh, two to one defeat. Before I let you go, Vinny, I was I was watching the broadcast last night and uh, heard you guys talking about the day off and the golf outing <laughs> that the Valley Sports Wisconsin crew had. So, who was today's big winner? Well, I didn't get invited, so I don't. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's. I was. Um, my options were to play a par three municipal course for four hundred dollars here in San Francisco, um, but I did not get invited. You know, BA and, and Dom Catronio, they're they're way too good of golfers for me to go golfing with them because I'm like a twenty handicap. So, um, I I enjoyed just seeing some sights. I went and saw you know the pier down there. I rented a scooter and so i don't actually know who won that golf match but i'll keep you posted <laughs> you don't actually know and you don't really care to know who won no, the golf really. match is what it exactly. sounds like yeah no i was a little jealous that they did they didn't invite me but that's okay <laughs> well uh the brewers as we mentioned close out the first half of the season tomorrow and uh, helping us break down a bizarre ending to this one from valley sports wisconsin Vinny retino always good to catch up with you Vinny. thanks justin you too all right, two to one, the final score out in San Francisco. The Giants take down the Brewers for the second consecutive game. A few calls trickling in here. We'll get to you momentarily. 855 616 1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to join us on Brewers Extra Innings. final in San Francisco. The Giants beat the Brewers. It wasn't a walk-off balk or a balk-off, but it came in the eighth inning and proved to be the game-winning run. Talked about it with Vinny Rotino of Bally Sports Wisconsin. Definitely not a balk, 
But uh, balks are calls you cannot challenge. And for the second consecutive day, the Giants get to the Brewers in the late innings. Last night it was the ninth. Tonight, or today, it was the eighth. A 2-1 to victory. Now just one game remaining in the first half of the season for the Brewers, who are also one game in front of the Cardinals for the Central Division lead. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to join us tonight on Brewers Extra Innings, let's head to Chicago and talk with Steve. You're up on the show. How's it going? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. How's it going tonight, guys? Uh, thanks for this. A um, couple things. Um, we're nine. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we have lost nine of our last 15. Since our 32-18, uh, and 18, uh, what, when we were after 50 games, we did our victory lap, we have not been good. I don't know if it's injuries, if it's still early, all of these things, but there's two things that really bug me about this team right now. The fact that we have two hitting coaches, I have no idea why we have two hitting coaches. Why don't we have three? Why don't we have four? Because we don't hit. And then Kristen Yelich, for $26 bucks a year, I hope he performs a little bit better in the second half than he's performing now because he is nothing since he got injured. That's my opinion. So thanks for taking my call. I'll get off and I'll listen to your comments. Thank you. All right, thanks for the the call, Steve. I mean, look, Christian Yelich, he's not been the run-producing bat this season, certainly not just this season. He hasn't been that really since that foul ball off of his knee. He hasn't been the same guy, but he was starting to find his footing at the top of the lineup. And if that's what Christian Yelich is now, a top-of-the-order table-setter guy that's getting on base and scoring runs – I can live with it because he's giving you that at the top of the order. You're still going to need somebody to drive him in, and that's where the inconsistencies have been with this team this season, that they're scoring on the home run. And for as much as I know Brewers fans long for the day of manufacturing runs, that's not how the game is played now. It's a home run game, and that's what the Brewers have fully invested in. But days like today... When you're not manufacturing those runs, this is what you're seeing. And, and what's equally tough is when you played the amount of runs you did last night and you have these games where the offense does score enough to win the game. You scored five last night. You scored six early on this, on this trip in Minnesota. You scored six on the road in Pittsburgh and lost that game. Those are games you can't lose. They've had some really, really tough and honestly really bad losses lately. Last night was certainly a bad loss. The game last Saturday against the Pirates, where you should have been leading that game by a lot more than 3 to nothing, and eventually losing that game, those are bad losses. And the Brewers have seemingly piled up a handful of those in the last couple of weeks and months here. Ever since you mentioned that high watermark where there are 14 games above five hundred, that's where everything was going the Brewers' way. Part of that doubleheader against the Cubs, you were getting some young guys up here. We saw Ethan Small get a start. But things have started to shift downhill, and the Brewers haven't won a series since the end of June when they beat the Tampa Bay Rays in a two-game sweep. They've split some series. They're going to, at best, split this series as well. But that's what you hope this break does, is it just serves as something to recharge this team because I think the biggest thing is We've talked about the offense and needing to find itself, and everybody wants another bat in the middle of the order. It would be great 
Vinny Rotino ran through some of the names. Some of the guys that you point to, for various reasons, I don't think are great fits. Andrew Benatendi, can he play center field? Probably not. Is he really that bad? Who knows? Ramon Laureano is not that middle-of-the-order thumper bat. I don't think it really exists out there. There is pitching to be had, and that's where you would say, okay, that's what the Cardinals are likely looking at. I don't know that there's an impact bat out there. So the biggest trade acquisitions to me for the Brewers are, number one, when Freddie Peralta does return, we hope at some point in August. That's an impact arm, and who knows how the Brewers will utilize him. Seemingly makes sense for him to be another arm to use out of the pen once you get to the postseason, especially with how Eric Lauer has pitched this season, obviously with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff at the top of the order there. That's a big arm to get. But the biggest thing is guys like Hunter Renfro, who I agree with Vinny, I think he's been fairly consistent this season. Guys like Hunter Renfro, guys like Rowdy Telez, guys like Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, who we just talked about, play to the back of the baseball card, as they say. If you can do that and the numbers start to tick upward, that's probably the biggest impact if we want to say trade market, not so much that is going to be the impact the Brewers look for. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. few texts to get to here. Still time to hear from you as well. As the Brewers drop two in a row to the Giants. Two to one the final on a balk in the eighth inning. And now one game separating the Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals. More after this on Brewers Extra Innings. Renfro hits one towards center field. Back onto the warning track. Spinning around. It's over the head of Slater and off the fence. Renfro digs into second. Now he's headed for third. The relay throw is not in time. All right. uh, Hunter Renfro with a double. A ball that appeared to be misplayed there that led to the double, but then an error sending him to third. And the Brewers played it a run. Omar Narvaez with the sack fly to tie the game. You thought you had something cooking with Jonathan Davis drawing the walk and eventually stealing second, but a strike him out, throw him out to end that inning. And then, of course, the Giants would add two matters, would add two runners, uh, get a hit by pitch to load the bases and the balk on John Del Gustave serving as the game winner in this one. The Brewers continue to scuffle here heading into the All Star break with this two to one loss out in San Francisco a couple of texts trickling in here Doug one run tonight they were given five runs last night another wasted great pitching performance been playing below 500 for two months now it's a 500 team when will they pull the trigger to get some hitting better be soon or this tiny lead will be gone and again that lead down to one game over the St. Louis Cardinals who have been going through it as well struggling at the same time the Brewers have some similar losses as well the uh, the six run lead that was blown against the Dodgers earlier this week a losing streak prior to that both of these teams not playing their best baseball right now but Cardinals with the win today to make that margin a game and a half and then this Brewers loss takes it down to a game. So we could head into the All-Star break with the Brewers and the Cardinals tied atop the NL Central. Another pathetic offensive display by this underachieving team. Six hits last night, five tonight, almost Epstein's Epstein's insanity. 
the definition of doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. Uh, mildly surprised, as we alluded to, that Hunter Renfro actually scored the tying run after he landed on third and they got a sack fly. That comes from Mike in Colorado. And uh, there's one guy on this team batting over 250. Horrible. Is putting more and more pressure on your pitchers to have to throw shutouts in order to get the win. That from uh, Doug as well. So the offense continuing to underperform here and disappoint as the Brewers just muster one run today. And the most frustrating part, you scored five runs last night and you give up six in the bottom of the ninth. You scored six runs last week against the Pirates and you lose. You had the start. One week ago today, that Saturday game where it appeared the Brewers were cruising, headed towards an easy victory over the Pirates, not so fast, and you lose that one. This offense ebbs and flows. Consistency hasn't really been the key to the offense so far this season. I don't know that that's going to change in the second half. I know everybody, all those texts we read, everybody wants the Brewers to go out and get a bat. That would be great. Who is that bat you're looking for? I don't know that there are any real difference makers on the market. I think the bigger difference makers, which may be bad news for the Brewers, good news for the Cardinals, I think there's more pitchers, more difference makers at pitcher than there are in terms of bats here at the trade deadline. Not all negative. We do have some news and notes to get you caught up on, and there is some positive news as it pertains to Devin Williams. We'll fill you in on that, get you all squared away for the finale of this four-game set and get you the highlights after this on Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Justin Garcia. All right, a 2-1 to defeat that the Brewers suffer at the hands of the San Francisco Giants tonight out in the Bay Area. Let's get to the highlights here. So the Giants' first base runner would come in the second inning. And Thyro Estrada's fly ball seemed to really throw off Christian Yelich. This one drilled out towards left field. Yelich is drifting back, still back, and he will drop it right near the wall. Estrada digging for three. He'll stop, and it'll be a double with two outs from Tyro Estrada. Yelich had a beat on it. He thought that ball was going to get out, and it is process of trying to make the catch. Looked up, tried to find the baseball again, and in and out of his glove. That was a catchable ball for Christian Yelich. David Villar would walk, but Eric Lauer would get Luis Gonzalez to fly out to Yelich this time and avoid any damage in that frame. Both teams go three up, three down in the third, but in the fourth inning, Andrew McCutcheon stayed hot. And the pitch. Brown ball, sharply hit through the left side. That's a base hit for Andrew McCutcheon. So McCutcheon, an eight-game hitting streak. Just continues to produce for the Brewers. Eight-game hit streak now for McCutcheon, but he'd end up stranded after Colton Wong flied out to center and the Giants avoided any damage. On to the fifth, we would go where the Brewers stranded Jace Peterson at second in their half of the inning. Tyro Estrada, though, would lead off for the Giants, but Jonathan Davis would turn in another web gem. Lowers pitch. Swing and a pop-up, shallow center. Out goes Wong, in comes Davis. Davis makes a lunging catch, and he takes a knock away from Tyro Estrada. Oh, another outstanding play by Jonathan Davis, sprinting in from center field, a headlong dive, 
And he was able to keep it in the glove and take a hit away from Tyro Estrada. Becoming the norm for Jonathan Davis. Had another one of those plays earlier in the week against the Twins. And, of course, the game winner against the Giants on Thursday. The Brewers would send the top of the order of the plate in the sixth. It was another 1-2-3 order, though. The Giants also had the top of the order facing Eric Lauer for the third time, and that third time was the charm for Darren Ruff. The 2-2. Swing and a high fly to left. Back is Yelich. It's gone. Darren Ruff, for the second consecutive day, hits a home run. It's his ninth of the season, the Giants have cracked the score column first. That yeah, put the Giants in prime position as Alex Cobb was absolutely cruising on the mound. A low pitch count, keeping the Brewers off the bases. Eric Lauer would get through the seventh after Luis Gonzalez bounced out on the 108th pitch of the day for Lauer in a one to nothing game heading into the eighth. In that eighth, the Brewers' offense would finally break through. Renfro hits one towards center field. Back onto the warning track. Spinning around. It's over the head of Slater and off the fence. Renfro digs into second. Now he's headed for third. The relay throw is not in time. Renfro ends up at third base. And the Brewers have the leadoff man 90 feet away representing the tying run. It was a double and an error on the throw. That error would prove to be costly as it put Renfro 90 feet away from tying the game, and Omar Navarez would send him in the distance. Swing and a line drive out towards left center. Renfro tagging. Here comes the throw from Gonzalez towards the plate. It's not in time. A sacrifice fly from Omar Narvaez, and we are tied. Jonathan Davis would step to the dish. He'd fall behind 1-2 before eventually drawing a walk. Still second base, but get too greedy, resulting in a strike him out, throw him out. Here's his pitch, and Yelich swings and misses. A throw to third. It's a strike him out, throw him out, double play. Oh, my. Brent Suter would enter for the Brewers in the eighth, where he'd strike out Joey Bart. But Austin Slater and Wilmer Flores would both strike with back-to-back singles. Darren Ruff grounded the third, taking Slater off the base paths, but keeping two runners on. Then, Craig Council would go back to the pen, summoning John Del Gustave, who would plunk Evan Longoria to load the bases, and that's when things would get interesting. Fans on their feet, and a balk has been called on John Del Gustave. The Giants will take the lead. On Gustave's Bach, and there is not an argument from the Brewers' dugout. Still work to do for Gustave, who would strike out Mike Yastrzemski with runners in scoring position to end the inning, sending us to the ninth with the Giants up 2-1. to The Brewers were not done yet. They'd find some life when Willie Adamez led things off with a single. And a swing and a looping liner on one hop. Estrada's got it, throws to first, and it's going to be late. Adamez... With an infield single, the tying run is on for Milwaukee. Tying run on in the leadoff, man, in Adamas, and things were looking even better when Dominic Leone's pickoff attempt went wild, sending Adamas to second. Rowdy Telez would pop up for the first out. Andrew McCutcheon would advance Adamas to third, and then it was down to Colton Wong. One ball and two strikes to two outs. Leone the stretch. Lifts the leg and deals. 
strike three called on a fastball in the outside corner, and the Giants win the game. A 2-1 to victory for the San Francisco Giants with a tying run stranded at third base. The save to Leon, his second of the year, while Brett Suter takes the loss, dropping 2-1-3. and three. We will get you set for tomorrow's first half and four-game series finale and wrap things up after this on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, wrapping things up here on Brewers Extra Innings, a 2-1 to loss in San Francisco against the Giants. As we mentioned, the four-game series wraps up tomorrow, and so too does the first half of the season as the Brewers head into the All-Star break. Speaking of All-Stars, uh, we just saw the report from Jeff Passan. Devin Williams has been named to the National League All-Star team. Uh, not quite sure who it is he's replacing, but finally, Devin Williams has been named an All-Star. Earlier today, we did learn Carlos Rodon was not going to attend the All-Star game. He was out. He, of course, was named as the replacement for Josh Hader. And uh, in Rodon's absence, Tyler Anderson of the Dodgers was named to the All-Star team. But Devin Williams will be at the All-Star game on Tuesday. As Jeff Passan reports, he has been named an All-Star here. Some late breaking news. Tomorrow's game is a 3.05 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 2 o'clock with Brewers warm-up. And a change to the rotation here. Aaron Ashby is going to take the mound for the Brewers as they wrap up the first half of the season. Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants. The other thing we mentioned during the highlights, Andrew McCutcheon up to an eight-game hit streak. Hopefully he can extend that to nine. Career high is 13, which he did with the Pirates back in 2015. But a 3 o'clock first pitch tomorrow. 2 o'clock is when Brian D. will get you started with with Brewers warm-up as the Brewers look to head into the break on a positive note. My thanks to you for tuning in and your calls and texts during the show and Vinny Rotino of Bally Sports Wisconsin. More Brewers baseball tomorrow afternoon. You've been listening to Brewers Extra Innings.